What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode one of the Modern Lending Podcast. I am Alec Hansen, extremely excited to be bringing you our first guest, the one, the only, the myth, the legend, John Bianchi. Now, if you've heard that name before, you know this is going to be an exciting you know, 45 minutes to an hour experience because John was the first team uh, in the business that I know of back in two, that early 2000s, formed the first team, the first $500 million producer, which was insane. And he's had a tremendous career, um, tons of wisdom and insight coming at us live. I'm really excited to bring John on. Please, 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 if you get any value from this, subscribe, like, share. It helps us out a ton to spread the message. All right, guys, let's dive into it. With the one, the only, John Bianchi. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode one, the first formal episode of the Modern Lending Podcast with a guest. We did, I did episode zero, which was just me talking and no one really cares. So, <laughs> so, so we got we to gotta kick off the real one with John Bianchi. Um, I've, I've known John, man, how, like decades. So I'm going to let John introduce himself in a second. But, you know, when I was originating, John was already elevated himself up in his career, was helping tons of people. And I remember one of my first interactions with you was, you know, I think you were a regional or area divisional, whatever. And we had a conference, we had a sales conference and John gets up there and obviously his team, I think you're, t- you're the first team to ever do like half, half a billion, close to half a billion, close to half yeah. a billion. Yeah. And, and this was when, when, when was that about? Uh, 2002, three, four. Yeah. Crazy, right? The first team to ever really exist as far as I know in the industry, which was kind of pioneering. So I want you to unpack that, but John got up there and he's like, yeah, here's what I do. He put up his schedule. He put up his, like when he worked out, like when he spent time with his family, like when he prospected, he, he put it all out for everyone to see. And then I'll never forget because he goes, people ask me, why do I share like all my secrets? And and he the line they'll never forget is just because none of you are going to do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so John, give give a little bit of your background here. What what Where'd you come from? What's your story? So, uh, you know my story, but uh, just to share with everybody, you know, born and raised in Southern California, grew up, you know, very humble beginnings. And I think, you know, part of that, you know, built into my DNA from a sales perspective. Yeah. When you come from nothing and you have no money and, you know, you spend your weekends, you know, hustling the streets, uh, returning, you know, you, you've seen it, right? You, you heard my story of selling uh, perfume rocks. Out no, no, no. A- I, they, they, you guys have to hear this. Okay. So, so John, John's very modest, you know, humble beginnings, you know, John, John, you know, you came up with not much around, Yeah. you know, I've heard you describe it as poor before, Yeah. you know, and, and so that does help your mindset that yeah. does really change yeah. you know, your perspective. So, so tell everybody this, this, cause this is like the Gary V hustle before Gary <laughs> V was like real. So, so what's the perfume rocks, dude? What, what are you doing? Well, so, uh, you know, I'm probably eight years old getting up in the morning in a one bedroom apartment with my, uh, mother in ocean beach. Uh, you know, she's, uh, you know, she had me when she was 16. So, you know, I have a, a young mother, you know, dad, yeah. le- dad leaves, you know, in the very beginning, Oh man. single parent, uh, she's struggling, you know, working multiple jobs. And uh, I get up each day thinking, you know, how do you make money? And, you know, most kids don't wake up, you know, thinking no, about that. Today no, they wake like up and they you know, play video games, right? So I get up and go, you know, what am I going to do to make money today? And, you know, I went outside in the apartment planter and there was these smooth rocks. And I said, oh, rocks. I wonder if I could sell rocks. So I went inside, grabbed some of my uh, mother's Estee Lauder, sprayed <laughs> it on the rocks, right? Cleaned them up, sprayed them on the lo- rocks and went out on the street behind the apartment and basically said, hey, these are rocks from outer space. They're called perfume rocks. And started selling them for a buck a piece. 
And, you know, to make 20 bucks back then 20 rocks. was a lot of money. That's, yeah, you're rolling. <laughs> so I, I didn't ask for any royalties on the pet rock, but <laughs> that came later. But uh, it worked pretty good. Uh, my mom was pretty astonished that I could sell rocks. So, so from rock sales to more, how, how did you get pulled into mortgage? So, you know, after, uh, you know, going to school forever and, uh, you know, you eventually graduate, right? You know, but when you're working, you know, and you have to work to, to make a living and make the ends meet while going to school, it just takes a little longer, right? Yeah, for sure. And so, um, you know, I finally graduated and I, I did what probably a lot of people do, which is kind of you talk to your friends and peers and you, and you see, you know, what they're doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had a, a friend of mine that was in the pager business. I think you all remember oh my pagers. Gosh, of course. Thank, thank I'm probably good. the last person to own a pager, yeah. right? Like as the, <laughs> I, th- I, think, I think it was Motorola, you know. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. And I, good, good thing I didn't go into the pager business. So it was pagers. I think it was insurance. It was a, uh, I had oh a buddy who was in the commercial real estate, drove a BMW like everybody in commercial real estate. And they still do. They still, <laughs> they still do. do. Yeah. And then, uh. And then I, I had a friend, um, and she was, uh, she was in the mortgage business. Huh. And so, you know, I said, well, what did you guys all make last year? And then, you know, the mortgage person made, you know, 2X what everyone else made. And then you kind of do the whole personality thing, you know, yeah. and, you, and you, you, know, you, you know your friends really well. And you're like, wow, if they could do it, I probably could do it too. And yeah. so I went and interviewed at a, a mortgage company. And, uh, you know, back in those days, you know, you get $2,000 draw for three months and, the question is, if uh, if you don't make it, will you quit? And, you know, you have to go, no, nope, I, I, I will work for free. <laughs> that's, that's not even floaties <laughs> in the deep end. The, the, that's like the, the two grand. Is, it's, it's amazing. So, uh, you know, and then, you know, in those days, you got a pager, right? Yeah. What, you know, and, and a payphone. Well, and a payphone because uh, the guys who had cell phones were the top producers, yeah. you know, with the squiggly little in antenna, yeah, yeah, little antennas in their, in their car. So uh, I was like, yeah, let, let's do it. And um, that was the beginning. So that was, that was 91. 91. Yeah. And then your top, you know, fast forward to when you were running your biggest team direct origination before you kind of went up into senior management. Yeah. Kind of describe for everybody what your team structure looked like that you can remember. <laughs> so, you know, as you grow a team, I think everyone, you know, struggles with, you know, capacity, time, what do I do with my day, you know? Um, yeah. And, and so, you know, what do I delegate? What do I keep? And I think everyone struggles with that, right? Do. When, when, when do you hire a PA, yeah. right? You know, and, and so I, I was, you know, no different. And I, you finally get to a point where, you know, you, you build your business, you have your, your PAs, right? Yep. Whether you do the doctor, nurse, or whatever method you do to, to, uh, you know, spread your time out and, and, and have different people doing different activities on your team, you also get to a point where you can only talk to so many customers, right? Yeah, per day, right? You'll right. And, and this is in an age where, you know, you're not sending people to your website and no. saying, hey, do your own, you know, oh, application, no. right? Yeah, this is, this is, yeah, this is, this is, you are pre-qualifying, you are taking, you know, the, the interview. Yep. Yeah. You know, you are doing the good faith estimate. Sorry, you know, we know there's an LE nowadays, but <laughs> back then it was called a GFE. Some millennials uh, like, what does that mean? <laughs> oh, listen, I tell the stories when, uh, you know, listen, we used to have carbon paper, right, oh in the God. beginning, right? And I had a boatload of yeah, forms. Of I course. had a portable printer. I would go to the people's houses, oh right? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, climbed up the mountain to school. It, it's kind of like, you know, the whole snow yep. back and forth uh, oh conversation. But, um, you know, I, uh, I ended up getting to a point where, you know, you have multiple PAs, you've maxed out, you know, you can do X amount of business, yeah. right? And every individual's capacity is different, but I could do only so many interviews. Yeah. And, and, then, and then I get to a point where I go, okay, 
I can still generate business, you know, from realtors, builders, but my prequal and intake capacity was full. So now I need more people who can help me yeah. do prequals. Yeah. And so I said, okay, you know, I need to go find people who have great technical skills, yeah. but they're not really great hunters, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't, I don't want to say they're like consumer director call center people, but very similar, right? These are, these are folks that don't want to go hunt mm -hmm. and they don't want to be me, by the way. Every time I interviewed a team person, I said, I'm not here to train you to become me. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you want to be on a team and are you right. okay with that role? And they, and they love it, right? Lots of clarity. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, these are, these are experienced loan officers for the most part that were doing two, three deals a month, making full commission. And I said, well, if you made a little bit less commission, but you were doing 10 deals consistently every month, does the consistency work? And, and that seemed to be what they wanted. They yeah. wanted consistency. They wanted to be part of a team. And so then basically I hired junior originators that could basically service a lot of the agents that were coming to me yeah. as I built my book. Well, and so everybody listening, you know, if you want to learn how to build a team, right, this is the guy that did it before everybody else. And, and, but what I want to talk about just kind of now we kind of established, you know, you full mortgage, badass, tons of loans, teams, obviously done a lot of stuff in your career. But one of the cool things that I think is super relevant that I think everyone would really enjoy understanding is the role that branding played for you back then. Yeah. Because you, you painted the picture a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, at the end of your career, you know, the pagers had sunsetted, you know, the, but still, still the internet and social media was not doing what it's doing today no. at all. No. And so, um, what, what was your mindset around branding and what were the, some of the interesting, creative, fun things you kind of lean into that I consider very, like very early, like yeah. people weren't doing this stuff. Right. And, and so share with everybody, just what are the, some of the stuff you're doing to build brand? So initially, you know, on the branding side, I had a little call reluctance, you know, to be honest with you. Uh, well, still break that down because yeah. that's helpful because yeah. you're not the only one. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, you <laughs> know, if you uh, can believe it. <laughs> so I was fine on one-on-one -on -one sales, right? Yeah. But, you know, I was fearful of going into a real estate office. You know, people say, you know, my, my first manager said, you need, you need to book a real estate, uh, you know, office meeting once a week. I was like terrified. Yeah. You know, to get 50 to 100 people in a room. And then to give a speech. And then, you know, my fear was a realtor goes, hey, John, I got this question about FHA. I heard this, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And you don't know the answer. So, right? so guys, <laughs> you guys, this is a $500 million producer sharing probably the same fear you have. Probably the same fear any listeners has, which is is great. So, so go on. So, so you so. know, so I had fears early on of, you know. Uh, not knowing the answer. So yeah. I, did, I didn't want to do public speaking. I didn't want to do office presentations. I was fine on one-on-one -on -one with agents. Um, but I also still, you know, cold calling an agent and getting shut down, you know, never hurts. felt good. It hurt. It I, still I, hurts. And I was like, how do I brand myself just a little bit so that when I go to make that call, yeah. the agent goes, I've heard of you. At least there's some recognition, yes. right? And you know, early in my career, I worked for smaller companies that had no name recognition or brand at all. Yeah. No. Right. So, you know, the first thing is I've never heard of you and I've never heard of your company. It's a good start. Right? That's a good start. You know, right? you're starting good. So I started saying, you know, how do I do it? I didn't have a lot of money, but I want to start building a brand with them. So at least they recognize me. And I, I think the litmus test for every person listening is, and I asked this in the new hire class too. I say, if I went to the 100 top realtors in your market and asked them if they knew you or your name, they don't have to be working with you. Yep. Would they say yes? And typically I get the answer is they probably don't know who I am. Yeah. And and that and that tells me a lot, right? It because does. because you that means you haven't done any branding with an audience that 
I can actually, yeah. you know, yeah. determine, right? Mm-hmm. I can determine who the top one agents are. Yeah. And you can market to them directly. Yeah. You know, building a brand in the community and with consumers is, is different and a little harder because there's a lot more of them. Sure. But if you're going to target 100 of the top producers, you should easily be able to build a name brand with them, whether any of them use you or not. So what'd you do? Okay. So what I did in the beginning was, and, and by the way, I don't take credit for any of these things because a lot of people, you know, will say, okay, you know, I did this or I did that, but I just went out and learned what other people were doing. And I'm a good, you know, I'm a good implementer. So I sat there and, and I shadowed a top producer at the time that uh, worked alongside of me. And, and he said, this is what I do. And I said, wow. And it works, right? Yeah. And, and it's funny because if you do what others do, right, you should get very similar results. You well, know, that's that's kind of how I felt. And you're, you're, you're so right. I want everyone to hear it. I'm going to kind of hit the nail on it again. Execution yes. is the differentiator. Yes. The, the knowledge of what to do, it, I mean, the Googles exist. So right. you can find it. You can find right. what to do right. and how to do it very easily on anything in the world. Execution, that's where it gets, you know, that separates the winners from the losers. Right. So what did you execute? So I uh, I started doing first, uh, first of all, I had to create my list. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. So this this was, this is branding to uh, real estate, you know, business yep. partners, because obviously they were, you know, they are still, and, and back then, you know, a large influence on the decision-making process of, of a home buyer. Definitely. And so I, uh, you know, we don't have the tools back then that we have today, no. right? Today, you no. know, there's all kinds of tools, yeah. technology-wise, that will help you put together your top 100 agent list. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was old-fashioned, you know, going into real estate offices, looking at the whiteboard Try, in the yeah, back. Trying to find the whiteboard in <laughs> yeah. the break room. How many deals did the so, so I have to tell, I have to tell a story because John, I learned this right from John and I use it all the time. So when I would finally get meetings with agents one-on-one at their office, um, I would, you walk in the receptionist, you know, I'm here to see, you know, John Bianchi top, right. you know, and they go, would you like coffee? And I always would be, even if I had like six cups all that day, I'd be like, absolutely. Because <laughs> then they would walk me back to the kitchen yes. where I could see the board with all the agents production. Right, right. <laughs> all day. So, you know, I would do the whiteboard. I'd do the, you know, the Sunday, you know, uh, clippings out oh, yeah, of the, the newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, all the uh, Cobalt Bankers and Prudentials and C21s would announce their, you know, annual top producers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I developed my list, yeah. right? And the other thing I did, you know, back in the day, and you can still do it today, is I did a title ranking. So I went to mm-hmm. a title company and I said, listen, on the geography I work, yep. who is the number one purchase title company? Yep. Right. Then I went and said, okay, now who's the rep that works for that company? <laughs> went and had lunch with the rep. You sit down with that rep and they, they help you put together your top your 100 list, list right? Because yep. they already know. They know. And, and they have the data because they have basically uh, the title dollars mm-hmm. by agent, right? Yep. A little different than the transactions. Yep, but, but you're still getting the same. You're still getting the same data. So then uh, you sit down with your title partner who then actually, it's interesting because we know that title reps have complete, you know, autonomy to be able to go into any real estate office. They just walk by. Yeah, they wander in. They wander in. Yeah. Unlike us, you know, yeah. we get stopped at the door, right? <laughs> Immediately. Excuse me, sir. ID. Excuse me. So I basically teamed up early with a, a title rep who took me out in the field with them Smart. and did calls. Yep. And for, for all intents and purposes, I think the receptionist thought I was a title rep's assistant. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're fine with that. <laughs> I'm just in I'm training. in the door. I'm just in training. And so... <laughs> A lot of introductions via a title partner, Smart. which was great, yep. right? Uh, created my hit list. And then I took that hit list and then I started to drip on that hit list, right? Yeah. So, you know, via email, via... Uh, now, 
now there are tools like, you know, slide broadcast and things like that. Back then there were tools that were very similar to slide broadcast that I used where I created a, a list of targets and I did a, uh, a value added message every single week. So, so let's pause. This is in 2002, yeah. right? 2001, two. You're doing weekly market updates. Correct. Via, with your voice. Correct. Yeah, which, I mean, we teach it today because people are relegating that to kind of an HTML drip email. And I think that's better than doing zero things. Right. But actually having your voice come through delivering a market update that you were probably reading from something. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> which is great, but yeah. you're, 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 you're giving them information and, and you're doing it. Absolutely. So you're building, so weekly you're, they're getting brand exposure from you. Right. They're hearing, they're hearing from me, you know, and I, and I did, I did the email weekly update as yep. well as the, the voice, the voice. And so I delivered both, you know, and, and you know, with a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, broadcast, you know, uh, voicemails, you know, the perception is you're calling them individually mm -hmm. versus a hundred people at the same time, but it's marketing. Right. Yeah. And so I was able to get the brand out there. Now, I, anything that has to do with marketing, what you learn is consistency is important. Oh my gosh. So, Wait, so can you, you say it again, please? Consistency, consistency, you know, <laughs> John, I sent out one voicemail and I didn't get any loans. All right. So I, I quit. Or I did one ad for two months or three months and I didn't get any responses. So I, uh, I don't do the ad anymore. <laughs> That's right. If you can't commit to whether it's a magazine or any type of marketing that you're doing, if you can't commit to at least 12 months or longer, you're really wasting your money. And and I kind of felt that, and someone taught me early in my career that you can actually prove yourself through consistency. Yeah. So I, I didn't deliver the message to the agents on Thursdays sometime, and then on Fridays, and then if I forgot, I did them on Mondays. I delivered them on Fridays at the exact same time every single week. And what I was doing was, even though I wasn't working with them, I was proving that I was a very consistent person because they're like five o'clock Friday, Hi, it's John Bianchi. You know, and, and by the way, you don't have to record it at five o'clock on Friday. You're recording you a message. Or of course. You're loading it up, right, to be of delivered course. at five o'clock. But if you do it right before the weekend, because, you know, listen, real estate agents make deals happen on weekends, right? Yeah, well, that's when humans don't work and right. they can go actually look at property, yeah. sign contracts. You know, Monday's a really, you know, busy day. Yeah. And so if you delivered that message every single Friday to your A, Bs, and Cs, or I call them A, Bs, and C agents. My A's are my top 10 agents that know me, work with me. We yep. have a relationship. My B's are the ones I've done business with. They know who I am, but I don't get all their business. Yep. And then the C's are the, all the ones I want to work with. And I would have a different message for the three. Yeah. I would deliver it every week. And inevitably over time, you're going to get people that say, take me off your list, stop soliciting me. That, mm -hmm. you know, that just happens. Yeah. But I would get a call and say, listen, John, you've been sending me a message uh, for four months straight. You know, I couldn't get a hold of my lender. I, I'm at an open house. I got a question or I have a buyer and you get an opportunity. So, so guys, this, this is just, I mean, first of all, John's just telling you exactly what to do, right? There's no secret here. John, no. It's like literally every week consistency. There, there is no doubt. And everyone who's doing a top producer and performal knows consistency builds trust and relationship. That, that's how you do it. When they're, they're not going to give you a deal and be like, here, try you out on my one commission. Right. That they're, they're, but if you show up all the time, because I had the same result, I, I was prospecting, showing up every weekend, open houses, mailing, and all of a sudden I got the call, hey, I can't get a hold of my agent. Like literally the same call. Yeah. I can't get a hold of my loan guy. You know, can you talk to the Johnsons right now? And so whether you are in 2002 or 2020 and looking at social media and branding, you have to hear the message of consistency. 
you have to hear it because it's going to separate you and deliver you the results. If you don't have consistency, you, you cannot fake it. You cannot get there. So right. besides the voicemails. So, that, so, that, so, that, stuff, so that was one thing, right? Yeah, yeah, keep so going. You got the emails, you got the voicemails, you built your brand. You could have gone to the top 100 and said, do you know who this person is? Yep. They go, yep. Know him? Yep. Made him. He sent made, me a voicemail. Yeah, made him stop sending me. <laughs> <laughs> but at least, at least they knew the brand, yep. right? And the and the and the company I worked for at that time. So then you know you start doing some loans, you make some money, and you reinvest in your business. And that's one thing I always tell loan officers, or at least you know I, I believe it. Like when you when you're a mortgage originator, you really do run a business, right? Yeah, it is yeah. your business. Very entrepreneurial. You're right. It is your business, and you should have a business plan, and you should have an amount of money that you're going to spend to market yourself every year. Whether it's you decide it's 8 or 15% of your income, you need to set aside a certain portion of your income and budget it for a marketing plan. So, so, I, so what I, do you remember what yours was? What percentage? Oh, I you know, I, I roughly spent in the day, I, I, want, I don't want to say it's a percentage, but I roughly spent you know, somewhere between at the, at the highest point, I yeah. was probably spending 20,000 a month. But that scaled up. That you, scaled you up. You yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, I, I, I want to say I was frugal. I didn't waste money, you know, uh, per se yeah. to do everything. Yeah. Um, but I built the biggest impact and I spread my money around. And so Next thing I did was uh, I did movie theaters. Okay, so I knew we'd get here, <laughs> but I want I want everyone to hear the the again the comment of what are you reinvesting in your business? Right, that's a really good question, and people need to answer that because there's a lot that are doing zero. Yeah, and there's a lot that say you do it for me, and they point to their company. Yeah, and that's cool too. I'm not you know dogging it, but right. you got to own your business too. Absolutely. All right, so movie theaters. I'm ready. So movie theaters. So you know. <laughs> And once again, my, I think this is relevant today, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, it's I think still some, I think you guys it, should do this today. But it, yeah, but today it's digital, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but in my mind, I was thinking, okay, so I'm, I'm marketing the Realtors Direct, right? And so how else can I be in front of that real estate, you know? And, and I, I, I saw the realtor as annuity, right? You know, mm -hmm. you land one good realtor yep, you that got does that. 20, 30 deals a year. And that's, and as long as you take care of it and nurture and they don't that relationship. Leave the business, yeah. Right. You know, it's annuity. It's different than the consumer. Yep. So I wanted to get more good realtors. So I said, you know, these real estate agents, and this is way before on demand. <laughs> you yeah. could have every movie sitting in front of you, oh, right? Oh, yeah, for they, sure. Netflix didn't exist. Yeah. Right. So in the market I worked, there were about four movie theaters. And I said, if I get in all four of them, they could never go to a movie and not see me. <laughs> so, this is incredible. So, you know, in that day, you know, there was a carousel and they were still slides, right? Yeah. You know, and you sat there before the movie started. And you watched and whatever you was watched, on the slides. Oh, yeah, you watched all the marketing. And so I took what I think a lot of people do was a less serious approach at the movie theaters, and I did more of a, a comical approach. Okay, well, I don't want to overstate. I don't want to just breeze over that because <laughs> there's a lot of people who, you know, they, they do take themselves seriously. And yeah. They take their business seriously. And then, you know, they think of, and their advertising or their marketing and their branding is super serious. Yeah. And I, I, that's not bad, but I think there's, I think there's a place for humanity. Right. And oh, yeah. And levity. Yeah. So what, 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 what did you run? So uh, some of the ideas were, uh, I ran a um, Saturday Night Fever ad. Yes. Which was so kind of like my face on a superimposed, you know, uh, John Travolta, you know, <laughs> disco white suit body. Yes. And it, you know, it had some verbiage that marketing put together, like, you know, we can get you out of this and into the brick house. And, <laughs> and it was a really clever uh, saying, but, you know, tied around the movie yeah, theme of, of Saturday Night Fever. Contemporary, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, and it was funny because I went to my son's 
baseball uh, a practice. Oh, yeah? You know, and he was in Little League. Yeah, yeah. And the coach that I had not met yet, you know, said, hey, Mr. Bianchi, and he gives one of these poses. <laughs> I immediately knew he went to the movies this yes. weekend. <laughs> but see, this is, this is, this is branding. Like, it's this branding. is branding right. 101. Like, you, you put yourself in front of human beings. Right. Today, you can do it on the internet differently, but, but the, the movie screens today, even today. Yeah. I, the well, now are sitting there. Well, yeah, and and now it's it's a digital commercial, right? Absolutely. So, so you know your production costs a little higher, but um, I actually did one digital commercial. Oh, really? Back in the day, so um, <laughs> I did it based on Castaway, the movie. Oh my god! And uh, there was an agent, Wilson. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we couldn't call it Wilson, according to legal. I had to call it Spalding. Spalding. Uh, but I, I had a, I had the same concept. We hired an actor with the beard, almost looked exactly like oh the movie. Oh my gosh. And the, and it was, you know, it's a 30 second commercial, yeah. so it had to be pretty quick, but basically, you but, know, you, but everyone would know you frame everyone up a, knew, right? a guy on a beach with a beard and a, and a, and a volleyball, well, right. they know what's going on. Right. And the whole thing was, you know, we won't leave you stranded, oh you know, your gosh. realtor so-and-so and your lender, John Bianchi will do whatever it takes to get you home. And so we are, we actually went out into the Bay in mission Bay and we had our suits on and we were on a little boat and we dive into the water with our suits. <laughs> We swim to shore, unzip the closing documents out of a waterproof thing. He signs his docs, and then the next scene, he's he's driving home on the motorboat. And so uh, that was that was playing up in Vista at the theaters. And That's incredible. A lot of feedback. We, we, you have to get it. I need that. We have to find I'll get it. the clip. Okay, you I'll, find I'll, the clip. I'll look the clip. So oh we, my gosh. We, we did By the that. way, if you're if you're listening to this, we need comments like show the clip. Like we need sure. to, <laughs> right. We need to see this. Yeah, I think I think one ad was uh, it was me in a kilt, and it said as William Wallace fought for his you know uh, territories in Scotland, I too will fight for your home loan. Of course. You know, and so everything was movie driven. We did the yeah. men, we did the men in black. Awesome. You know, with uh, another top real estate team, and then so what I did is I had these going, and then I had um, uh, a slide with a top real estate agent uh, in the market. So, yeah. so they they shared some slides with us, and all RESPA compliance type stuff, obviously. But we did these uh, slides together and marketed together, and uh, the you know, and and two things happen. Yeah, two, I was going to say, what's your experience as, as this well, is going well, on? Well, two things happen. So one, agents see you, right? Yeah. And consumers see you. Yeah. So you build you build your brand with consumers, you build your brand with agents. When you do some advertising with agents, and they happen to be the biggest agents in the market, other agents see you branding with that agent. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're like, wow. Your reputation goes reputation way up. Reputation goes up, right? And so uh, just, you know, that type of endorsement or yeah. that type of collaboration with another top agent in, in that branding actually attracted other agents to yeah. me, which was, you know, just another. Well, it's, it's clear to me that there's just, there's a compound effect happening. Yeah. So, you know, you start small, you start kind of organic grassroots, right? You know, you're doing voicemails, you're doing emails on consistency, you're nailing it, you know, you're going, you're in the movie screens. And then of course you're, you're probably prospecting open houses, walking around, kissing babies, going to networking events. And all of a sudden, you know, the best agents are now like, wow. So, so yeah, and a lot of stuff is still around today, right? So we, so we did, we did all the open houses. Um, and as you build a team, you know, you can go hit some and then you can have like, you know, my whole thing was, uh, every time I would, uh, leave church on Sundays, I just like looking at houses. Right. So I would actually go hit open houses every Sunday after church and, you know, meet a lot of people. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I'm just, uh, a home decorator, you know, <laughs> looky loo type guy, and so I love I love hitting open houses yeah, anyway. Yeah, so you're already there. And then I had my team hitting open houses, yeah. so you know we leveraged you know five or six people out at uh, you know talking uh, up the team, talking up the team. 
Um, I ended up doing bus benches, as you know. Mm-hmm. You know, some company called me and said we got a deal on bus benches, and you know, you know, twenty for X price, and I was like, yeah. Okay, I didn't. I didn't do the shopping carts. You know, a lot of people do. You know, a lot of people do those. You know, the, the little little break things at the grocery they store. They still do that. Yeah, I know they still do that. But I did. I did the bus benches because, uh, ironically, you know, at some places you get to the red light, you look left and right, and, and, and you see that real estate agent's face, yeah. or you see, and it's just branding once again. So I picked. Uh, now, guess where the bus benches were. They were by at, all the real estate agents offices. Exactly. <laughs> See, I didn't, <laughs> you didn't even tell me that. You don't have to tell. I know. I know exactly where you would put so them. So the bus benches were at the stoplight next to the real estate office. So Absolutely. I knew when they were going to work and from work, they get branded again. They're getting seen. Okay. So, so let's, let's unpack some things here. Yeah. Um, how, how, how much, I mean, you're success, you were obviously super successful. How much do you contribute that branding played in that role? I think branding uh, was a big part of it, right? Um, now, now branding just you know obviously gets the name recognition out there. It kind of gets you to the door. Gets you to right? the door. You still have to perform. Yeah. You know, if if there was great branding, but you know you didn't do a good job on prequels, you know your follow up wasn't yeah. great, customers weren't happy. If you don't do all the things that you yep. need to do as a pro, yeah. as a pro all that branding would have been wasted money, yeah. right? It, it actually would have been worse because it would have been like you have a bad reputation. Yeah. Well. <laughs> At least if you do a bad job and you don't brand, yeah. you know, it's kind of silent. You just <laughs> but if you do a lot of branding disappear. and you are bad, then every time they see your face, they're like, that's the Hate one that invested. That's the guy who didn't close the deal on time, right? So so let's let's fast forward a little bit, right? Yeah. So we're in 2020 now. Yeah. Um, I've been talking a lot, as you know, that I, I think branding continues to take a, a, a more and more prominent role in earning consumer trust, in not decommodifying a professional and ex- letting them show their experience. And now as the internet and the MLS is public and the craziness that's going on, there's just so many more ways to get to a consumer. And you look at a lot of the, the big digital brands like Lone Depot and Quicken mm-hmm. who are going direct to consumer on the internet. And then you look at the local guy who is, you know, with their realtor partner, still trying to figure out how to deal with that. You know, how, how would you coach, con- encourage, you know, the, the contemporary loan officer who maybe is just is two years old in the business? Right. You know, and-, and Well, I mean, it's funny because you, you talk about, modern branding, right? Versus, you know, maybe some of that old school branding. I think it's a little bit of both candidly because, you know, I have, I have a son in the business yeah. who, you know, moved to a, a town, didn't know a single soul. And, you know, did I tell him to go, you know, do the Facebook and all that stuff? No. I he's said, probably already doing it. He's probably already doing it. Right. You know, uh, the young guys are always on, you know, social She's media. Saying, yeah. But I said, listen, you know, do the weekly update. Yeah. Do the written do the video, yep. right? Um, the first video didn't go well, by the way. Uh, do, do the... Uh, the first one never goes well. Dude. <laughs> the first time you walk into a real estate office, it doesn't go well. Your first meeting, you're bumbling around. Well, I think, I think he told me he sent the video out, and for some reason... He was, uh, the video was going, but there was no voice. Excellent. And so, so you just, he's just flapping. But I think it might've worked out well because he sent a correction. And I think the agents actually. Dude, I think you sent it dubbed over. Yeah. I think they liked the old Kung Fu movie. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, incredible. But, uh, you know, the weekly updates, right? Mm-hmm. You, you'd be amazed. You think, you know, you would think that everybody does all this. No. Like when you talk to a class and you go, you know, weekly, uh, um, just status notifications with realtors, oh, right? Yeah, just do, that. Do you do a weekly update yeah. with your agents? And do include you, the listing agent. Do you agent. call and introduce yourself on, to listing agent when you have a deal go together? Yep. Do you go solicit listing agent after you successfully close the deal and say, listen, that went smoothly. Would you like to get together for a cup of coffee? Huh. You know, all the stuff we learned 30 years ago and everybody goes, yeah, but everybody does that already. John, teach me something new. No, they you don't just do that. think everybody does it all, but they don't do it. They're not doing 90% it. 90% of the people don't do any of this stuff. That, by the way, that's the clip. 
right there. 90% of the people don't do any of this stuff. This is literally like given freely. Right. They just don't do it. So, so I would, I would actually do all the stuff I did before, probably minus the bus benches. Um, I, I think you could have some fun with the bus matches. You could have though. fun, though. I, 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 would, I, would, I would consider digital movie theaters, right? Yeah, of course. I would still do the economic update. I yep. would still do you know, the, the broadcast, uh, the email drip. Um, but I would probably include you know, like you know, Facebook, right? Yeah, like Twitter. So you would use all the social media stuff as well, Yelp. You all know. of it. So I would, everywhere I can, you know, obviously people today differently, you know, they get a referral from you. In the old days, they get a referral from an agent, yeah. right? And, they, and they're like, okay, let me just do some shopping and I'll use your lender. Now they Google oh, yeah. and they, they want to see your company's reputation and they want to see your reputation to see if you are a five-star, you know, oh. Google-rated loan officer. Do you have a lot of good positive Yelp ratings? 100%. Where in the old days, it was word of mouth, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not, and, and, and word of mouth still, like, let's be clear, you're, you're clear on this. Word of mouth still plays a role. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the influence of the local professional plays a role. Absolutely. But you cannot pretend they're not going online. Right. And you cannot pretend they're not going to Google you and look you up and right. then make a decision on you before well, they even talk to you. Well, so now, you know, being more purposeful in your interaction with customers as it relates to service, doing a great job, and oh, by the way, will you give me a good rating on yeah. social media? You know, just like the, you know, I went into a car dealer the other day, right? Oh, yeah. And you get a call and that says, listen, you know, uh, I want you to have a good experience because I want this rating done, right? Yes. You like know? they literally say it. And it seems like every business you go into, it doesn't matter if you're going in to get a facial or you're going, yeah. it doesn't matter what service you are. You get a thank you email from that company. And a review request. And a review request. It's like the new thing. Everything's a review request. So we're, we're hitting, we're coming to the hour. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple things I want to make sure everyone gets a chance to hear. Okay. It, the the power of branding is self-evident to me, but yeah. some people still kind of are, are going, you know, well, do I really need to do that? And how yeah. much I do that? So I want you to tell everybody after you had left your team. Oh yeah. yeah. No, this is good. Like yeah, I remember that so, story. so you spent a lot of time building your team Yeah, and then you got promoted Yeah, and, and you were, you, and, and so you went mm -hmm. to, to influence and help more people. Right. And you left your team. Yeah. And so, but they still maintained the, the Bianchi team. Correct. How long did that hang around? Okay. So, so two, Two quick stories on branding. Okay. One was when I got out of the business, uh, at least from, you know, personally producing and then went into a regional type role, yeah. um, which was in 05. Okay. Uh, instantly, the gentleman that I assigned to kind of manage my brand mm -hmm. uh, became a top 10 mortgage originator. Yeah, Scotsman's guy. Yeah. Like, boom. Yeah, like, for like out of yeah, nowhere. Three years in a row. Three, well, <laughs> three years in a row. Yeah, yeah. So hold on. Like, you're not there anymore <laughs> right. in a direct capacity, right. but the branding impact. Right. So they kept the brand. The name was still on it. All the stuff that we had developed continued to still be branded the same way. I even had voice recordings yeah. that were sent out. Still. Even though I wasn't actually dealing with customers anymore. Yep. You know, there was the first thought was once I got out of production, all that business would just die. Which it didn't. But it didn't. No. The brand and the, the power and of branding. Just, it just kept going. So here's a funny story. Uh, 2007. Okay. Okay. Uh, two, I'm sorry. Two, uh, yeah, 2007. 2007. Um, no, it was, uh, let me think about it. It was 2000 and oh, a little bit later than that, maybe 2010. Okay. Um, I was. Uh, out to dinner, mm -hmm. um, and someone walked up to me and said, "I know you." Oh and, no! And I and I said, "Okay, 
Did I do your loan? Yeah, where's this going? You know. <laughs> um, and he goes, you're a mortgage guy. And I said, I'm a mortgage guy? You know, I hadn't done loans for forever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And, uh, yeah, I used to see you, like, in the magazine or something. Huh. And, and so the branding, people still... still they could just see the face because I did. I also did a couple of uh, just real estate magazines yeah. where I had a full page ad. Yeah, and I was uh, in John, the John. This is magazine. like eight years yeah. later. Yeah, than when you started. You know the whole thing. Yeah. So so you know you get out and the in all that money you spent branding. Yeah. You know your name or and by the way just your face right. Cause, yeah. Because the person goes I don't remember your name but you're the mortgage guy I I've recognize the face right. Yeah. But whether it was a bus bench or the magazine or whatever it is, the branding stays there yep. for a long, long, long period of time, even after you're no longer That's, you know, paying for ads or doing the branding anymore. So I want everyone to hear that. That needs to land for everybody. Um, final question. We're going to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, advice, right? They, they, they got John Bianchi right now in their ear, in their yeah. car, yeah. wherever they're on the treadmill. You know, so, what, what, do you, what do you give them? So here's the advice I always tell people because people always say, you know, they want to go shadow top producers. They want to go visit top producers. What do you do that's unique? How do you do all that volume? And I'll tell you, like I went and visited a, a friend of mine, you know, up in, uh, up in uh, uh, North LA, who is another four or $500 million producer oh, yeah. who has, you know, a stack of paper prequel sheets. I know who you're talking about. Just, just like I did. <laughs> just like I did. Yeah. Even like today. Yeah. Nothing's changed. No. Nope. Um, and so it isn't like there's any secret sauce. Oh, yeah. the, 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 the key to doing this business is having a plan. Whether your plan is I'm doing podcasts, I'm going social media, yeah. or I'm going old Nights school. Nights and weekends and working yeah. with partners. It's just consistency and having a plan, time blocking, and actually doing it. The reason people hire coaches isn't because the coach is going to tell you something new that you've never heard, and you're like, wow, if anyone knew that, they'd do $40 million a year. The coach is just going to hold you accountable. And so accountability, it's like having a personal trainer, right? If you really want to get in great shape, you go spend 125 bucks an hour and you hire a personal trainer. Yep. Otherwise, you have to go and you have to be self-disciplined. Yep. And it's very hard for any of us. And so, you know, to me, if you if you can't afford a coach, you know, your branch manager, your sales manager should be your coach, right? Yep. That's what managers do. They coach you and help you. And, and I would just tell every producer that wants to be better. Yeah. Go and sign up for accountability. Go to your manager and say, listen, I want you to hold me accountable. If you yeah, don't, let's meet every Monday yeah, at yeah, 8 a.m. If you don't want to be held accountable, to me, you really don't want to improve because accountability is the key. And you just basically set a plan yep. and you can work with your leader or manager and you just follow the plan. And there is no secret sauce. And you just have to trust in yourself that people that do, that are available, that do yeah. prequels, that close on time, that status every week, that follow up with listing agents. It is the rarity. It's not the norm. No. Everybody thinks that when you go out there and do your presentation, you yeah. go, oh, this is the given. This is the given, right? It's not. People don't do the given. They really don't. And that's how you separate yourself from the us is just actually doing what agents have always wanted, which is delivering what you promise, yeah. right? But in today's age, you also need to be a partner with that agent and develop leads, nurture them, and give back, you know, buyers. And we have a great opportunity now because consumers are actually coming to us directly now. Yeah. And you, whether you're buying leads or whether you're generating them on your own, yep. you have an opportunity to build that lead base and give agents back, you know, as many consumers as they're giving you and become a true partner versus yeah. an affiliate, which is, you know, vendor. How, yeah, vendor, which is how we have always been portrayed in the past. 
So, John, thank you. We blew by our hour, but yeah. if you can believe it goes by that fast, it's insane. We'll probably have to do it again and talk about, you know, leads and contemporary yeah. marketing. So, guys, I want everyone just to hear John's message. Consistency is the key to success, and consistency through accountability is how you're going to get there because yep. it's hard to do it on your own, and you don't have to do it on your own. Right. And that should give everybody a tremendous amount of confidence that there's no secret sauce, which means anyone can do it. Absolutely. Anyone can do it. Anyone listening can do it. You can do it. And that should give you tremendous excitement in this business. So thank you, John, for being on. Yep. We'll probably do it again. Thanks, Alec. All right, buddy. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. Alec out. <laughs>